Hi, this is Lauren from Discovery Church. Thanks for taking time to listen to this week's podcast. We hope that you find value and that is very impactful to your life today. Have a great one. Good morning, Discovery Church family. Welcome to Church Online. I want to take a moment right from the start to say to you, wherever you are, right in your living room, in your office, or wherever you're tuning in from, Lauren and I love you, and we're praying for you. Whatever it is that you might be walking through today, we are here for you. So please don't hesitate to reach out. Regardless of the season that we're in, did you know that our purpose remains the same? That's for you individually and for us as the church, together as the church. We want to continue to learn more about God, but also to know him personally. So you might have shown up here this morning at church because you've stumbled across a friend's social post or because you've heard about church, um, Discovery Church somewhere else. I just want to welcome you here in the same way that I would if we were able to meet in person at our church. You don't need to have it all figured out or know all the answers to belong. We like to say at Discovery Church that we're all imperfect people in pursuit of a perfect God. So I encourage you this morning to join in on the comments. You might meet a friend there. You can fill out a connection card so that we can connect with you and give you some next steps for your spiritual journey. And while it's great to listen in online, um, we'd love to do more than that for you. We'd love to pray with you, send you a Bible, get you connected to a small group. So please, when the connection card comes up at the end of the service, be sure to fill it out. This is family, and we journey together to seek truth and find purpose. Everybody has a place here. So this morning, wherever you're at, I'd encourage you just to lean in. We're going to dig into God's word together this morning, but I'd like to first start by praying together. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this morning um, in our living rooms, in our cars, wherever we are just listening to this. I pray that you would just open up the guarded places of our hearts. And I pray that as we talk about some truths this morning, that you would activate those areas of our lives where we need to be more dependent upon you. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. The last few weeks, we've been digging into this idea of changes that happen in our lives when we live life for Jesus. This idea of changes, that's not a new idea. Changes happen every single moment. Just consider the season that we're in, spring. I think spring might actually be one of my favorite seasons, or at least a close second, because I think I like the warmer weather a little bit more. Changes happen around us all the time. From the moment that we're born, each of us begin to grow and experience developmental changes. In our earlier years, we were actually quite dependent upon somebody else for our development. Someone else had to feed us, had to help us sit up, learn to walk, teach us to talk. But there comes a point in all of our lives when we, as children, begin to recognize that we can do some things for ourselves. That's when we start to become independent. It's at that point that kids start saying things like, I can do it. And we really start to find pride in being able to say, I'm a big kid. Our little guy, Hudson, he's four years old, and he's in this stage of acquiring um, some big kid skills right now. Just this spring, he learned how to ride a bike without training wheels. And boy, does he ever love being able to ride faster than his big sister. Siblings seem to always love to have at least like a one-up on each other, don't they? Uh, and I, this week, I just discovered that he now knows how to whistle. These new skills that he has now has him feeling quite proud of himself. He 
gives me this little look. Mom, I'm so proud. I'm so big. It gives him confidence. But with these new learned skills, does that mean now that he doesn't need Lauren and I to take care of him because he's independent? I know that sounds a little bit funny to ask about a four-year-old, but sometimes I think we treat God like this. We'll start our relationship with him and say, God, thank you so much for forgiveness. Thank you for salvation. This is something I could have never done on my own. We're so thankful for it. Then we spend time getting to know God, reading his word, learning how to pray, spending time with other Christians, learning from them, supporting each other. But then a year later, we can get to a place where we don't even remember the last time we opened the word for ourselves outside of a Sunday morning service. We can feel distant from God, really unsure about his will for our lives. How does that happen? It's because I feel like we can really get good at being independent Christians. It's easy for us to feel like we've gained a little confidence in our spiritual journey and then send God a little smug, well, thanks, but I can take it from here. We're independent after all, aren't we? We become conditioned to believe that we, it's all up to us. It's as though everything in our worldly lives depend on us. Sometimes that translates over to our spiritual lives. It's up to the efforts that we put in, to the hours we put into at work. It's up to the time that we invest. What we want to get out of life depends on us is what we end up believing. This issue with living independently and believing that everything depends on me is that it literally leaves us wanting more. It does nothing for us, just causes us to feel empty. And that's because we weren't designed to live this way. When we believe that it's up to us, we'll come to the end of ourselves and recognize that we've actually been blinded by this and that we've been blinded to what we truly need. And that's to develop a dependency on God. Now, there's so many reasons that we don't or we won't depend on God. And the first reason is that we're fearful that it'll make us look or feel weak. Nobody wants to feel weak. We feel we want control is another reason that we don't depend on God. And that's me. I like to have a plan. I much prefer that my plan st stays the same and doesn't get changed. Another reason is that we honestly think that we can do it alone. And another reason is that we just don't have a big enough understanding of who God is. So this morning, I want to take a few moments just to talk about four truths. Now, there's more than four truths about God, but we're going to stick to four this morning. Um, and these are going to be something that will help our hearts as we develop a dependency on God. And these truths, if we accept them into our lives and, and apply them, can help us move from a place of striving to live uh, life by ourselves, on our own, in our own strength, to thriving as we develop a dependency on him. Now, it may, might not look like what you think. This isn't a 10 ways to live the perfect life kind of talk. This is a reminder of who it is that we serve and what we have access to when we're in relationship with God. We will only begin to live life to the fullest when we begin to submit our lives to God. This is not just at the moment of salvation, though that's a big part of it. We need to be in relationship with God first. You might be a longtime Christian like myself. I've been a Christian since I was a child, but still I've experienced seasons when I've been cycling in negative thoughts and battling with the same issues, wondering how do I get out of this? What's the problem here? Why can't I find freedom from this? 
What I'm talking about this morning is going to help us switch our perspective from doing things in our own strength, in our own way, to recognize that we need to allow God to rule our lives. So the truths that we need in our hearts as we develop a dependency, the first one is that he is always with us. In Mark 4, Jesus and his disciples were in a boat and a storm breaks out in the middle of the sea. And so, like any normal human, you get a little bit nervous about that. The waves are coming in over the boat, not really sure what to do. The disciples started scrambling. And even though they may have felt overwhelmed and unsure of what to do, because they felt like they were alone, nobody else was helping them, they weren't alone, though. Verse 38 tells us that Jesus was in the stern of the boat sleeping. So many people are of the opinion that if God was real or if he cared and was with them, difficult circumstances wouldn't have found them. That's simply not the case. Having Jesus in the boat with you doesn't mean that storms won't rock the boat. It just means that the storms won't sink you. And even though there might be silence, maybe it feels sometimes like he's not there, that doesn't mean he isn't. He remains the same. He remains present. The moment that Jesus woke up, he actually calmed the wind and the seas. He's the master of the wind and the waves. And so he can get us through any storm that comes our way. We can depend on him to bring peace into any circumstances that we face. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. So whether you're on a mountaintop and having a glorious time right now, or if you're in one of the most difficult seasons of your life, his pro he promises to be with you. And just like Jesus was in the boat with the disciples, you and I can trust that he will always be with us. His presence goes with us. The second truth that we're going to talk about this morning is that he gives us divine direction for our future. Now, how many decisions have we made that has brought us to a dead end? So many of the paths that we choose are crooked and they have us running all over the place trying to make sense of life. Relationship after relationship, we run after job after job, making mistake after mistake. Many of us have been running around trying to make things work in our own strength without any direction from the one who is actually meant to be our guide. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Big life decisions can be terrifying. Should I move for university? Is that job the right place for me to work? Is he the right guy? Should we downsize? Especially when you've been down a path and have already experienced heartache. The impact of bad decision-making can actually be crippling and keep us from making good decisions going in, in the future. There's good news. Proverbs 16 and 9 says, We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. And this is beautiful because as a planner myself, I can relate. I am that beginning part of that verse. We can make our plans. <laughs> you can count on it. I'm going to make some plans. The fact is, as we make plans, as I make a plan for my life, make a decision for my life, I don't have to just make that independently. I can talk to my Heavenly Father about it. And in real time, as he sees the need to correct me and help me move things around, he determines my steps. 
as in the small decisions. We can trust him to guide our small steps. It's the everyday small decisions that we make with his leading that reveals divine direction. Craig Rochelle says, who we are, what we're able to do is a result of the decisions that we've made in the past. And who we're becoming in the future is the result of the decisions that we're making in the present. God is the best guide for our life. He knows all of the dangers and sees all of the storms up ahead. He can help us avoid or persevere through them because he's all-knowing and all-powerful. He knows what we need. We can trust him with our lives when we give him access to direct our steps. He doesn't lead us astray, but he helps us build into the person that we are becoming in the, in the future. He can be trusted with our future. The third truth is that he gives us strength. The reason that a lot of people don't depend on God is because they feel it might make them look weak. We've already talked about that this morning. And the truth is, for a lot of the things that we walk through in life, we're not strong enough. Life can be tough. That's the truth. We might put on a front and try to do things in our own strength, but we're not enough for most of the circumstances that we face. We've got relational conflict that's in a continuous cycle. A job loss might have you feeling deflated. Parents, I see you. Beyond tired and even frustrated some days with not knowing what to do. Believe me, I get that. Students, you might be wondering, what do I do after high school? What am I, what's my next step? Or after a degree completion in university? Right now, you might be feeling hopeless because you're searching for a job in this crazy season. There's an endless list of situations that can have us trying to put on our front and making people think that we're strong. But it's okay. It's okay to be weak. It's okay to not have it all together. As the saying goes right now, it's okay to not be okay. In 2 Corinthians, um, we see the Apostle Paul, who's been through a lot. If you read through um, a lot of his letters, he's been shipwrecked, he's been persecuted, he's been thrown in jail. And so in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, 9 and 10, Paul actually speaks to the Corinthians and shares what it is that God spoke over him. And he says, as God spoke to him, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Should let that sink in. My grace is sufficient for you. And so in our weakness, his grace is still sufficient. It doesn't matter what it is that we're walking through. He keeps going in, uh, into verse 10, and it says, Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses. So he's, he's getting excited about his weaknesses. That's kind of a hard thing to do, isn't it? But it's in, it says, so that Christ's power may rest in me. That's why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insult, in hardship, in persecution, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. When you feel like God is leading you to move across the country, and you know that it would be a whole lot easier to stay here in the city with your family, you're going to need God's strength to move. When God calls you to give beyond what you feel you have resources to give, it'll take strength and trust in the God that always provides when you get a bad report from your doctor, 
you'll need God's strength and presence to sustain you. When we rely on our own strength, it'll always let us down. We need a power that's bigger than ourselves. And luckily, his grace is sufficient for you and for me. His power is made perfect in our weaknesses. Daily, we need his strength in our lives. The fourth truth is that he renews our minds. What's the first thing that we do when we have a question or a problem? We Google it. Let's be honest. How many times out of 10 would my answer actually be, I pray? Often we go to our resources. We look to books that the experts have wrote on the topic. We, we go to the articles. Podcasts are a big thing. I actually quite enjoy a podcast. We look to counselors or to those who are wise within our circles that have been in, this, in our shoes before. But if we look into Philippians 4, starting at verse 6, it actually tells us what we should be doing. It says, do not be anxious. Don't worry about anything. But in every situation by prayer. We could stop right there and that pretty much sums it up. But we'll go on a little further. But by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. I believe that much of our negative emotion and worry literally comes from not bringing things to God. I do myself a disservice every single time I reach for something else other than my father's help first or his word or in his word looking for his guidance or encouragement. All too often, we dive into prayer and scripture out of a response to our desperate situations. But what if we were proactive rather than reactive? What if we depended, depended upon God for our daily bread, for the nourishment of our hearts, minds, and souls first? Something tells me that our hearts, our minds, and souls would be refreshed and renewed rather than stressed out and worrying about the problems that are presented in front of us. Something tells me that even though we may not have the answer right away or it may not come in the form that we want, one thing that we would have for sure is peace. Pastor Lauren has said this a number of times over the last few weeks, that peace, you look to that passage, it comes before our understanding. So peace will always come before the answer when we submit ourselves to God. It's pretty hard to find peace on a Google search. We've actually got to go to God for that. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Peace comes into our lives when we pray, when we decide we're not going to carry things on ourselves or look elsewhere for the answer. Peace, it sets up a fort around our hearts and our minds. It gets in defense mode for us. God's peace protects us. But all too often, we're out looking for answers on our own. Romans 12 and 2 says, sorry, right here. Here we go. Romans 2 and 12 says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's perfect will is, his good, his pleasing, and perfect will. When we allowed his truth to renew our minds, we'll find strength and confidence in him. We're no longer looking for answers around us, and begin, but we begin to discipline ourselves 
and put in place some habits that teach us to go to God first. Romans 12 says that we have to be able to know, not just know what God, God's will is for us, but when we go to him, he'll be able to tell us what his good, pleasing, and perfect will is. I don't know about you, but that's the will that I want to be walking in. When he leads us, when, he, when we go to him, he's going to lead us to the best resources. We don't have to be looking around, filling our brains with useless information that actually adds to our, our anxiety or to our worry. When we go to him, he brings us to the right path, to, the perf- to his perfect will. So don't be anxious about anything, but, it, but by prayer. Has anything got you all worked up? Is there a situation at work that's just too much? How's your home life right now? Has this season got you all worked up, wondering what to do? Let's not be seeking for answers out there. Let's be searching for direction and for the things that we need in our Father and in His Word. He will always lead us to the best things that He has for us if we would just ask. So this morning, what truth do you need to take a hold of for your life? Is it the fact that he's always with us? Is it to become more aware of his presence? Maybe it's to spend more time in his presence? Or is it the truth that he gives us divine direction for our future? Perhaps it's strength to let go and let God work things out. Maybe it's to recognize that he cares enough to want to be a part of your life and to lead you. Do you need his strength? How much have you been carrying on your own? Is it time to welcome his strength in and start doing things his way, handing off some of that to him? Or is it that you need him to renew your mind, to help break some habits that you've created? Maybe you're relying too much on books, relying too much on podcasts, relying too much on the experts. Not that those things are bad, but we need to be rewired and need to be going to God first with the issues in our lives. He always meets us there and will always bring us peace. In a moment, we're going to take time to pray over those and ask God to bring that into our lives. But the fact of the matter is it's impossible to fully take hold of the truth of God without a relationship with Jesus. So the very first step to living in the truth of God is to make a decision to follow Jesus. And this morning, if you've never made that decision, well, I want to welcome you right now to pray that with me. So if that's you, if you want to just close your eyes and pray along with me, um, you can welcome Jesus right into your life right now. God, right now this morning, I recognize that I'm a sinner, that I am in need of a savior. And I thank you for what you have done for me in sending Jesus to the cross for my sin. I welcome you into my life and ask you to be my guide. Teach me to depend on you. This morning, I give you my life. Amen. And now for those of us this morning who really just want to get those truths implemented into our lives. We're going to need help for that. So we just want to pray into those. So as we, as we go into that, if you are needing direction, if you're needing uh, to be aware of God's presence, more, if one of those truths really connect with you, I just want to encourage you just to open your hands, position your hearts and your minds right now in a place where you're allowing God, you're showing God that you are ready to receive that. So if you just hold your hands out and pray along with me. 
Lord Jesus, I just ask you this morning that as we, um, as we take what we've heard this morning, the things that you're challenging our hearts to open up to, God, I pray that as we, um, we see the truths that we need in our lives, we need to be depending on you. So God, I ask that as we might need more of your presence to be aware of you, God, I pray that there are people who are lonely this morning, um, sometimes the silence in our lives make us feel like you're not there. But God, I pray that you would show up and remind us that you are in our circumstances no matter what. God, I pray that you would direct us and you would show us, you would uh, reveal to our hearts that you will never leave us and you will never forsake us. God, for those who are needing divine direction, about some big decisions, or just needing to get on the path where we are coming to you daily, God, I pray that we would understand that we can trust you. Help us by directing our daily steps. I pray that as you help us become the person that you created us to become, that you've purposed us to become, we ask for your guidance as we walk into futures. And God, I pray for those who are feeling weak. Um, Perhaps there are um, people who just don't really like that feeling of being weak. We don't like... Uh, feeling like we can't carry things on our own. We like to be independent. God, I pray that you would remind our hearts this morning that your grace is sufficient for us. And it's in our in our weaknesses that you your power makes us strong. So God, I pray that we would rely on the fact that you will be our strength. And God, there are those of us who need some habits broken. We need our minds rewired. We need um, our hearts to be depending on you. And so God, We want to repent of all the times we've looked elsewhere, of all the times we've sought out other answers before coming to you first. So God, I pray that you would help us have the discipline. You would help us come to you, come to your word. And I pray that your peace would be just meet us right where we need. God, we thank you. We love you. We know that you are a good, good father that we can depend on. And we don't need to be fearful, embarrassed, or, uh, or ashamed of depending on you because you're big enough for all that we walk through. So we thank you, Lord, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for taking time to tune in to this week's podcast. If you're in the Edmonton area, we would love to meet you in person. Consider this your open invitation to coming and being a part of the family. We'd love to get to know you face-to-face. Because that is where life change happens. Have a great day.